You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. All right, so no, what was your question? What do you have? Oh, my question was going to be about, you were talking about um, uh, kids and daycare and your whole situation, how you have to come home early and uh, take care of the kids. And yeah. Now, Harper's not in school yet, right? But she's in no, daycare? No, she's still in, kind of, she's still in a preschool uh, okay. program. When would she yeah. have been starting kindergarten? Was that is that she, this year? She, next next year. Okay, okay. So you're not to the point yet where you're having she to make... Have, if, I, if, I, if I'm not... If, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. she could have started this year, but I think Sarah definitely was like, "Let's Wait let's hold on," be, because she's right, a summer baby too. I was just yeah. going to say you got that choice because the summer. No, I think that's a smart move to make. You don't want her to be the mm-hmm. uh, the younger one in the same class. You want to be the older one. Make yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, okay, and she's she just doesn't quite have that emotional. Like she's not there emotional maturity wise yet. Yeah. Still, and, I hear you. And and this this pandemic thing hasn't done us any favors. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all like, she's stunted just, as humans one year. She just out with some of her cousins and stuff tonight for the first time in a while. And mm. it, it's nice. You, you, you know, I take for granted how important it is for her to be able to interact with other yeah, kids. For socialize. Yeah. And so it's, it's good for her development. Uh, but, but yeah, she's, uh, she's going to, we're going to wait uh, one more season, I think before we good. put her in a yeah. kindergarten. Well, hopefully you won't have to worry about it, uh, this time next year. And, uh, you won't yeah. have to make the choice that everybody else <laughs> Bro, is having who, to make. Who knows, man? Like I'm, true. I'm, I'm starting to get to that point. And Sarah and I were talking about this in the car. Um, cause I'm sorry. We, we were on it. We went out to Allen tonight. It was, um, it was, uh, one of my nephews, uh, Jordan, it was his gotcha day. Uh, this What's was that? the day that his gotcha. parents, uh, finally finalized the adoption oh nice oh, that's what they it's, call so it's kind of huh? like it's kind of his birthday yeah they do that with they do that with animals too but, oh, I love this. <laughs> so oh, like, wow when you adopt when you that's what i've heard it before i've heard it like used in, in gotcha terms of, like, my friends that have that have uh, uh adopted dogs Tagged and stuff. But, but yeah it's uh it, you know they the, it, it's kind of like his birthday with them like uh that. and so we we kind of got the family together and just hung out at a park down in allen uh and then came back here but uh, but yeah, so it, it was it was nice. It was nice to be able to to see Harper socialize and and just have a little fun and pretend like we're not living in this weird yeah. like Kurt Vonnegut scenario right now. Um, but but here's the thing about it. I I was thinking about it, especially in terms of the movie we're about to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was you know I was thinking, how bad is it? Like, and I know that's a question. It seems like a stupid question, but it's like. I think we all now know someone or several people who have had it, yep. mm-hmm. and it seems like it's been mild. Like it, it, it's 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 been nothing that's been life threatening. Uh, you know well, how much is it with the people you know that have it? With the people I know, but I I, I keep track of the the no. daily deaths here in Dallas. No, and I know. We had, in the last in the last week, we've had two. Women in their twenties with no underlying conditions who have both died yeah. from this thing. So I understand that, but who's reporting it though? Oh, uh, the WFAA. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what are you? Are you questioning and, the reports of the dead? The, 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 are you fucking no, I'm not Q- questioning, QAnon now? I'm questioning, 
I'm, I'm not questioning anything. I'm, I think I just want to know like the context and like who's, you know, who's reporting it and in what context, how is it being presented? But I know numbers are numbers. Uh, but I also like, it, I don't know. There, I guess there's just call it the cabin fever effect mm-hmm. to dealing with this. And maybe it's my mind trying to like prematurely enter like the negotiation phase. <laughs> right. We're going through the stages Where, of and, grief. And it's like, yeah, the stages of grief. This is the stages of just like of solitary confinement, you know, like just ready for things to get back to normal. And so I find myself like going, well, how bad really is this? And mm-hmm. how much of it is being like built up by both the Democrats and the Republicans? Like the Republicans trying to play like it isn't a thing. The Democrats trying to play up like it's the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. And it's like after watching this documentary, I'm like, well, there's no question that we're pawns. Like, oh, sure. The, Washington doesn't give a shit about you, doesn't give a shit about you, doesn't nope. give a shit about me. It's nope. it's money. It's the money and what I rep statistically. And it's like, is that at play right now with this? And I guess, you know, that's kind of that's like my big question right now. Like my logic tells me, no, this is dangerous and we really should just follow the rules because the World Health Organization and the CDC seem to be on the same page yeah. about like, hey, you guys should cover your faces and stay away from each other. And so that makes me go, huh, all right, maybe we should do that. <laughs> yes. But then again, I believe them. because we've, we've been at this for so long, I'm like, bro, how long do we have to wait? <laughs> like, I mean, how long? The is problem that? is it's still so new. Like, if you think about it, this thing hasn't been around for a year. It's only like, been a few months. It's, it's about four, four months. months. There's like still months, so really. much. Exactly. There's still. I mean, four months well, here, here, but like yeah, here in America, seven months maybe. I think in November were the first uh, reported uh, uh, yeah. cases of this over in China. So there's still so much we don't know. Like you said, why does it seem to uh, affect some people? Eighty percent of the people are asymptomatic or have no symptoms or mild symptoms. And then it kills yeah. another five percent. And why right. you, we used to then, think, oh, it's old people, old people, and people with and you babies know, with, or underlying with conditions. Health, yeah, but yeah. underlying no, conditions. Healthy people our age and younger are, are getting yep. it. So there's, there's, I think when we find when the story is finally laid to rest, when we finally get a grasp of what this is, we're going to see there's some people who are maybe more genetically predisposed to be affected by this than others, and we just don't know how that's happening yet. I'm well, gonna, I'm going to follow the stats seems- though. It seems, yeah. Follow the stats. Uh, it's it's just I don't know, man. It, it's it's scary on one hand. It's scary, and then on the other hand, it's like if if only we were able to tackle this thing the right way right off the bat. If everything wasn't so overly politicized, sure, it wouldn't have been such a divided issue. You know, there's no reason yeah. why well, taking care of yourself and taking care of each other needs to be. A politicized thing. I think. I think it's in human nature, though, to kind of um, find someone to blame. Well, yeah, that. But then also to kind of, oh, it's not going to happen to me. Oh, it's not as bad. Like you know, we haven't been faced with this before. We haven't had like polio in in our lifetime. Uh, yeah, maybe some of the older generation, but uh, I mean, we had Nickelback. Bad enough, exactly. <laughs> Body count just as high, <laughs> and uh, but you know. We don't know how to deal with the unknown, and so there's that that denial or, oh, it'll be okay. Like you were saying, you're kind of justifying it to yourself. I, yeah. I don't know anybody around me. I haven't seen anybody, you know, firsthand anyway. Everything really seems to be right. fine. I could probably go get uh, some tacos. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's it's less about 
because I'm, you know, I don't want to turn a blind eye. I'm not necessarily a conspiracy theorist. Turn a blind eye, but I also turn a blind eye. But I also recognize that yes, uh, like you said, we are pawns sometimes when we can be used. But yeah. I also recognize the folly of man, and I see how disorganized um, we are, and even the best laid plans. Like you know, what were your plans for? What were your plans for March 2020? Like I knew in February of 2020 that I was going to be doing X, Y, and Z in March 2020, and none of that shit worked out because of this. So there's only so much we can control our lives and our circumstances. We can make the best or worst of the situations. But you know, when when you hear like like these 9/11 conspiracy theorists talk about, oh, everybody was in the know. Like there had to have been, there would have had to have been hundreds of people. In on this, and I don't believe yeah. five people can keep yeah. the same secret, much less well, hundreds of people. I've, I've absolutely seen that stuff too, where this is all just a big thing that's been orchestrated by the Democrats because yeah. the Republicans have tried. <laughs> oh, sure. The Dems have tried everything they can to get Trump out, and nothing's worked. And, <laughs> so this and is there's a, no way. I mean, he's definitely going to win the next election. It was cooked up in a lab in North thing. Carolina, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, okay, look, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. But that's the like, same again, mentality. I, Sorry, that's the same mentality that you have trying to find order, trying to find some reason behind why this is happening. Like, ah, it's much easier to think this is a man-made conspiracy than just like, oh, no, shit happens randomly. There's definitely that. But then there's also a factor of like, and this is going to be a little dark. Is this the Mm. way I want to die? I know. Hiding out out in my house. Oh, that's so sad. If if Mm. I'm going to get this. Like, why am I not still living my life? You know, like no. my life is on hold and my life is on hold. Yet the numbers keep going up. And it's because like, dude, and if, if, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> but wait, like if flattening the curve and I, I use this analogy earlier and I'm really proud of it. So I'm going to recycle it here. <laughs> if, if flattening the curve was an Olympic event, we have gotten beat out by Italy, Spain, yes. and England. And that mm. never happens. At all. <laughs> that doesn't happen at all. Uh, so, so, like, it seems like we don't have that – we're not built that same way that these other countries – and we, obviously we're a little bit bigger than these other ones too. But, like, of just, like, getting on the same page and, like, wear your mask, stay home. Well – Let's get through this thing. That's let's Im- just let's get. That's impeding on this. my freedoms, Joe. You can't fucking trample yeah, on my exactly. freedoms. Exactly. Stop. We're 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 American, man. You know what it is. Hey, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to fucking yeah. do it. That's not, how not Americans man. are. But people exactly. are so wrapped up in feeling like, especially the people who feel like their freedoms are being trampled on right now. Oh, boy, yeah. they sure are the same people that like to trample on some other people's freedoms, though, Ex- aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I need to get a haircut, they, they, they but you can't have an abortion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I may be uh, drawing a, I mean, a line between those two that doesn't a, exist. That is kind of a <laughs> wide <laughs> expanse. But hey, man, he's right, though. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he is right. There was, like when the whole Black Lives Matter thing started again uh, back in, in June after George Floyd, and people were protesting. No, well, true. It never ended. Right. But this latest round, um, <laughs> when people started protesting again, and you you saw it was fun. I saw a little side by side tweets of some people, uh-huh. and it was like you know when people are protesting, oh obey the law, go back inside. It's curfew. You can't be out protesting. Yeah. But they're the same but ones who are like my hair salon. Exactly. Oh yep. Exactly. Yep. It's, like, mm, it's funny how we can twist our own reality to fit what we want. All, all, my, my, the, all my all my like, white friends can go to the courthouse with their automatic weapons. Automatic weapons. Not but like a couple weeks uh, right before that. 
and there was no there was nothing that happened from that yeah. but oh, yeah. people go peacefully protest and oh man there's riots that's right walking, walking down the street wearing a hood listening to his yep. music and <laughs> doesn't make it home sorry doesn't no you're not you're not going to make it home so i mean i guess this is the perfect segue to go yes. into uh <laughs> what we're talking about this is the editing bay on the next wave radio network my name's joe that's joel it's Tess. There you go. It's Tess. Yes, and it uh, and this week yeah. is Tess's pick. I'm not going to go into the whole spiel because this week we're doing something mm. kind of different. Yeah. I, I don't really want to. I don't want to go all Moesha on you and be like oh, on a very special editing day. <laughs> um, it will be, though. but it but it kind of is. It kind of is this time. We're not talking about ninjas. We're not talking about Hulk Hogan. Uh, nope. We're not talking about dick and fart jokes. Um, nope. We have Tess's pick for this week, and why don't you go ahead and set that up? Okay, well, I picked The 13th by Ava DuVernay. It's an amazing documentary that I believe that during this time and just everything that we've been seeing recently going on that would be perfect for us to honestly dive mm-hmm. into. I know it's not going to be something that, we, that we've that we usually done here on, on the editing bay. Well, we're not going to have a recast or anything. But <laughs> Joe we'll is still, you. <laughs> well, Joe does. I mean, but we will still be I able to go this movie with the cast of Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Spoilers. Wow, it seems insensitive. already. <laughs> but I feel like we'll still be able to, you know, open up a very good conversation and talk about things that yeah. they did right and wrong in this documentary. And I'm well, honestly think, very I excited to see what so, you like, guys rather than what they did right and what they did wrong. I think a lot of things, and I, I, I think Joel's with me on this. Like a lot of stuff that's going to be basically that our eyes have been open to things that we didn't know or you know didn't consider, but definitely uh, created a, a pretty visceral response oh, yeah. once we. Once we learned about it and and saw it in action, um, so yeah, like you said, it's the thir- it's thirteenth uh, came out in twenty sixteen, uh, directed by Ava DuVernay. Uh, she also directed Selma and mm, Disney's yes. A Wrinkle in Time. Now the budget yeah, for this movie yeah. was one million dollars. I mean, it was a it was a Netflix movie. Right. It came out on Netflix, but it did have a box office release in the UK where it made like half a million dollars. Um, so you don't release a documentary to make big money. No. Uh, so I feel like this is kind of par for the course. They weren't looking to make a big, to make a dollar back on this, but they got a lot of exposure, especially through the home yes. streaming service. Um, other movies that came out in 2016, hmm. uh, really quick, uh, you, along the same lines as this to kind of basically, uh, if you want to call it a, a, a companion, companion piece. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this was the same year that Moonlight came out. This is the Uh-oh. same year that Hidden Figures came out. Oh, um, and this is the same year that Rogue One, a Star Wars story, came. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Green Book. The I Green Book. <laughs> no, uh, we we also got uh, some. We also got films like Train to Busan, Split, Independence Day Resurgence, oh, Moana, uh, Hacksaw Ooh. Ridge, Suicide Squad, Deadpool, yeah. Fantastic Beasts, and Where <laughs> to Find Them. Uh, we had the live action Jungle Book, hmm. Batman v oh, Superman. Uh, 13 Hours, Lights Out, The Magnificent Seven Remake. Uh, what else came out there? Sully came out. La La Land came out that year. Oh, yeah. oh. And uh, The Killing Joke animated movie, which means that was also the same year that I brought back my Killing Joke yeah. stage adaptation. Remember that? Ooh. It was a, that was a fun year. Did you ever see that um, animated version, by the way? I did, yes. Like, it was the week after we did the show. Oh. Uh, Sarah, Sarah and I had tickets to see it at the draft house. And it was funny because they did a, a Batgirl story as kind of like a preamble before the movie. Uh, and, oh, just like you did. 
Yeah, the, cool. And and I think along the same reasons why I did what I did, I think they did that same thing because they wanted you to like know the character so that way you felt something when what happens to her happens. Yeah. Um, mm. But I think everybody kind of agrees that they botched the landing on that one. Oh, really? Oh. Uh, yeah. See Joe's show was, instead. There were there were some <laughs> local there were some local people that have a podcast that came to see our show and then saw the animated movie and raved about my show and they were like he oh, totally wow. did the Batgirl thing right nice uh, unfortunately the animated movie didn't get it um, they should have went with his version wow uh, and I I, I, was, I was flattered I was really flattered you by that plug that podcast by the way no fuck that <laughs> no. <laughs> no no okay uh, good we don't talk anyway, about that podcast honestly, on this podcast. honestly I've got to, I've got to look it up and find out what the name is. <laughs> Like fangirls or something like that, oh. uh, dame, dames of the round table, or it's hmm. it's hosted by a, a friend of mine. Uh, she goes by Tap for the Darling. Oh yeah, uh, her re- her real name's Angie, but uh, yeah, she and her co-host just talked on and on about it. And I was just nice. I was tickled. It was great. Uh, but this isn't about that. This is about <laughs> Sorry. detour, um, which goes through, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, the history of slavery, but more important, the history of the guise of emancipation Yes, and how through every bill, through every amendment, everything that was written, uh, like how government still did their level best to keep the division and keep Mm -hmm. that, that, to keep that racial and class divide alive and to still try to find a way to make a dollar off the backs of slave labor, you know, and specifically African-Americans. And uh, it it blew my mind. I had no idea about like, like the prison industrial complex Mm -hmm. and how many companies employed prison labor, which in effect is slave labor. Absolutely. Slave labor. Uh, Especially when the laws that are used to imprison them are basically invented or applied to one race and not the others. It's it's been institutionalized. It's like privatized business and the police are recruitment. Yeah, you know we're yeah. recruiting you. That's a great. You're now you're now yeah. part of this workforce. Um, this was new to me. This was something like I knew, having been a guest of the state very for a very short time. <laughs> uh, and I knew that there were certain jobs that inmates could and would be forced to perform mm-hmm. and i mean just legal ones not like yeah, the stuff in the shower <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but i knew there was an element right. to this but i i had no idea how how large it it, it branched out mm-hmm. and how many how many different aspects of our lives it seeped into it was yeah. it seeped a business politics like Products that you have in your own home. Oh yeah, those are big names. And produced by modern yeah. slave, and it's just it's disgusting. It's crazy. To, it's crazy. We really think this was the, like watching this documentary was the first time that I was really like, yeah, man, I understand what people are like. Fuck Walmart. Yeah, yeah. fuck Walmart. <laughs> fuck Walmart for what they do, and fuck Alec. I didn't yeah. know Alec existed. Alec. Oh my god, never oh heard of that. Oh my god, do you remember what that stood for? What does that stand for? Again? Oh, some bullshit um, acronym. Um, American League of oh, what is the yeah? I meant to write that down. I didn't write it. Yeah, I meant to write it down too. But it's funny when John Oliver brought it up as well. Oh yeah, 
where he's like, Alec, it sounds like a, it sounds like a kid who gets too stoned and wrecks his uh, mom's yes. Subaru. Here it is. But it's actually much worse than it's that. It's actually much worse than that. Just the fact that like you've got this group that are lobbying, not only lobbying, but creating, like writing their own legislation and then giving it to representatives and then representatives putting it forth and not even taking the Alec logos off of the, the letterhead. Yeah, just copying like, it, it on there. Yep, rubber stamped, basically. It's great copy. America. I loved that section where the, the guy's talking about it. He's like, uh, now, are you telling me that you wrote this? Yeah. Yes, sir, I wrote this. <laughs> okay, the reason I'm asking is because there's a logo on the top, and it has Alec, and I went to their website, and it's verbatim what you wrote in your bill. <laughs> oh, man, the use and of uh, sound clips and, and video clips to kind of punctuate the points that they're making and tell this Amazing. story throughout history – it's it's one thing to like read it in a history book or just like hear like you said John Oliver tell a tale, but then to to hear it from the mouths that chilling uh, audio that you hear from uh, oh, what's the fucking guy's name the uh, the conservative uh, uh, strategist for oh for, oh, for, for Reagan. Reagan oh my god just Alt- like Altmeyer, break, Altwater yeah Atwater Atwater there Atwater, you go Atwater. just breaking it down about and he even starts off that recording by saying now this is off the record but. Yeah. Yeah, here's that we can't say this anymore, so we're going to use this word, and it's another well, way to. Uh, he's like, "Well, see, you go, you go like this, you know. Beforehand, you, you know, you're saying nigger, 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 but by by 1968, you can't say that anymore. You get in trouble. So that's when you have to start changing it to more political and economic things. And before you know it, at the end of it, you, they don't understand that the black and brown communities are the ones who are actually getting uh, ravaged by what's going on more mm-hmm. than anybody else." Yeah, yeah. Like to, to go into it, deliberate thought is just yes. it's, it's mind blowing to me. Now, now, Joel, you touched on something, and I kind of had the, I thought you were going to go somewhere else yeah. with this, and it was where they were showing all of the footage of like you know Jim Crow era, like people getting pushed around on the streets. Oh, that over, too. Overlaying, overlaying Donald Trump audio with, to it when he says, "Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but in the good old days, he keeps starting uh, talking about the in, good old yeah, days. In the good old days, they knew how to take care of them. I was like, mm-hmm. they would have punched them harder." It's mm. chilling. It's yeah. chilling. And, and then mm. seeing like the dude at the punch, punch at the, the rally. Guys, he's yeah. Up the stairs. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. what did he say at the end? He's like, I should have hit him harder. Maybe next time him. I'll even kill him. Yeah. Yes. It's like, what? Wow. Mm. It, it, that, that was what chilled me to the bone. And the fact is like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like if that, if that chills me, like that's something I had to experience for an hour and a half. Like, yeah, right. I can't even imagine that this is That's your this life. is my life. This is yeah. my life. This is my my parents' life, mm-hmm. my community, my friends, my family. That they go through this every day. Yeah, it really makes you want to uh, like just have a huge asteroid just just hit the Earth and end it all. Like we don't deserve to be here. We're the fucking <laughs> we worst. Humans are the worst. <laughs> Humans, are the things that we do to each other and, well, uh, and perpetuate. What, what has happened that's so wrong in your life? How insecure are you that, yeah. like, you have decided or some family member has decided that, like, you have to hate this other person just because they don't look like you or they don't believe like you believe, like, just because there's something different about them. Like, how does this how does this go from generation to generation? Well, you know, I like to think and I think Tessa talked about this before that, like, that's actually getting bred out. 
But watching this, I'm like, is it though? Well, is it? I mean, bred out, yes. But unfortunately, there's I mean, the internet is a great thing, right? It's it's you no yeah. longer have an excuse to not know anything for not having knowledge. Mm-hmm. Everything, the entire history of humanity is at all of our fingertips, virtually. Uh, except those without the forty percent of uh, the world without internet, but you know we're not talking about that. We're talking about us. Um, <laughs> and the, the, so there's no excuse not to know anything, uh, not to educate yourself. But at the same time, that same internet is used for these small pockets, these small groups who are like-minded. No matter how crazy or I mean, like you know, with, with no internet, you, you can have a crazy conspiracy theory. But if only one in one hundred people believe you, it's going to be kind of hard yeah. to start a movement. But if you can yeah. connect yourself to those other thousands of people scattered across the world, then even the smallest niche opinions have, have a place to foster and live. Flat earthers. That's where this yes, comes from. Absolutely. You know, like, like it's just, it, and that's a perfect example. Sarah and I had to deal with this not too long ago. This, um, this meme that was going around. This uh, this guy named Trey Gowdy, I can't remember if he was like he was like a Republican representative that's now a uh, a Fox News radio personality. He has yeah, a he's podcast. the fucking worst. Yes, Sounds but this like meme it. this meme has been going around where he kind of talks about like you know hey the the the, the numbers of COVID COVID is this thing that's just being used to manipulate people. It's not as bad as you think. The Dems don't know what they're talking about. There hasn't been a school shooting, uh, so there's no they can't talk about school shootings because there hasn't been one of those. And you know the. the it just kind of went on and on and on. And the thing was, I found out Sarah was like, Oh, did you know? Like, I, I looked it up on Snopes. This was actually not, it was attributed to him, but he didn't actually say it. Oh. Um, yeah. And he even says he tweeted or whatever, Hey, I didn't say this thing. And right now is not the time to be spreading misinformation. And so one of my aunts posted about this guy and I think Sarah said she wanted to respond to her. Uh, but then a guy that I went to high school, with, every good story starts with a guy I went to high school with. Um, <laughs> he had posted this thing and I wrote and I was like, bro, okay, first off, this is dumb. Second, like this, this, he didn't say this, this is not his words. And I posted like the link and it's his Snopes. first reaction, is, his first reaction is Snopes. Really? And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. And then it, Isn't and that then funny? Posts, you can't even use like, Snopes to debunk stuff anymore because Snopes. people don't believe Snopes. It's like that's a whole he, reason wow. it was. Yeah, he was like, "Well, I could, uh, you know, I could find plenty of articles that say that the Holocaust never happened." If you want to debate that, and I'm like, "No, that's not what I'm getting at." Also, that's a horrible yeah. example. Yes. But, yeah. So I just so what I did was I posted again, but this time found the link to where the guy actually says on his Twitter account. I was like, here you go. Here's his actual Twitter account where he says, I didn't say that. And so I posted it and he saw it and he's like, yeah, well, whatever. What I mean is, you know, the the Democrats are using this, you know, for to use fear mongering to make that. And I was like, okay, no, that's, but that's not, that's not okay. You're sharing something that you didn't do the research on mm-hmm. just because just you just saw something that fit with your point of view, yep. your worldview, yep. and you got it out there. And that's the problem is that these people where they didn't have access to millions of people through social media now have that access. And that shit spreads like wildfire. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking for that thing. And I've been guilty of it too in the past where I find that thing that validates that oh, way sure. that I feel about something. And then I'm like sending it out. Look, this person said it, so it must be true. And and I feel like th- that has to be the way that this, this racism, this disgusting disease mm-hmm. is like spread throughout 
like throughout okay so it's that and it's people who don't understand the severity of what it is that they're saying yes. one more point to that before we get off just talking about how easily people are are manipulate manip, manipulated how they'll believe uh, <laughs> anything that, that matches their world point i saw uh today in, in we've talked about these deep fake videos before there's one with uh where they've taken bill Hader and turned him into the terminator from t2 oh yeah have you seen that one and yeah, I saw the Tom Cruise one that they did. Yeah, yeah, he did another one. They just came out with another one. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking Bill Hader as the Terminator, and it looks so realistic. We've talked about these before, that we're getting into really dangerous territory as a, a species because, like you said, this guy wouldn't even believe Snopes or the guy himself saying that you can't attribute that quote to me. How are we ever going to get people like this to believe their own eyes or the opposite? Well, it's it's not so much that. It's not so much that I wanted him to... You know, to 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 believe, I, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. What I'm trying to do, and what I tried to tell him was like, look, I'm not trying to change your mind because your mind's already made up. And if this is what you believe, I, I can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not your dad. You're a grown ass man. You make your own decisions, and you're going to have to face the consequences for what you say and what you do. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm trying to because you're still a friend of mine. I'm trying to at least make you not look like so much of an asshole <laughs> that you don't do the research yeah. of who said what. Like, don't just post shit because you feel like it validates you. Make sure you can back that up, that it's factual. Now, getting back to what I was saying, like, there's a lot of people that have that deep-seated hatred. And they, like, they say shit like you see in the in the documentary where, you know, dude's like, hey, man, I'm just here to try to protect my kids, you know, like, to, to counter-protest hate. And you see these guys, and they get in groups, and they become animals, man. They oh, yeah. become like venomous. It's mob mentality. Um, mob mentality. Protesting but, but, protests. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have that, but then you have people who like who will do and say things because because they think it's it's a funny thing to say. Um, okay. And in that, in its own way, will also keep perpetuating. What's that? Because it gives the idea to other people that like, oh, this is okay. It's okay to say this. It's okay to just, you know, because hey, I'm just joking though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's you. You need to be you need to be conscious of what it is that you're saying and how that's being taken from by other people. When I was younger, oh, confession like, hour. Here we go. Oh, here, here we, we go. go. When uh, when I was younger, when I was in my twenties. I lived. Uh, I lived in an apartment. This guy named Brian, uh, and he was barely ever home. He worked a lot out with uh with his friends a lot and i had a group of friends and we started watching like wrestling uh is when i got back into it in like the 90s the wwe era and so we did we decided one night like we were gonna let's do like let's dress up like characters and pretend we're making our own wrestling show we got a video camera Uh let's do this oh no so no no, so we did that, and like we had fun, and we did it again the next weekend. Then we did it again the next weekend, and it started kind of taking on a life of its own. But you had, you had like five white kids, five mm-hmm. white guys. I'm not going to say kids because I think that that colors it a little too much. But Those we had five them. white guys, and we started acting like other characters. And some of these characters were like were meant to be like black men, you know, men of color. What? And we'd start like throwing the N word out in the video. Mm-hmm. Not oh, wow. like we weren't we weren't calling each other it. We were using it in conversation. Um, 
and then eventually it started kind of evolving into like what can we say that's going to shock somebody <laughs> oh yeah like, i just oh, i just want to i just want to say stuff to shock the other person like mm-hmm. none of us had like and see already i'm 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 making excuses for it yeah, i don't yeah, believe be canceled right now <laughs> i don't believe i mean i might i might i might but i'm going to be honest yeah. i don't believe i don't believe that any of us had like you know hearts just the ignorance yeah um and and what I'm saying, why I'm saying this, is that like I'm c- trying to bring it around full circle. Mm-hmm. That in in itself is also doing damage, and you know, kind of creating that idea that like if people are a part of that, they start feeling like that's okay. They start making that those jokes in the wrong company. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who people who do have that malice and that hate, you know, it's Use irresponsible. It. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and it, it kind of just promotes more irresponsibility. And so that has a lot to do with it. I feel like I feel like Tarantino isn't doing people mm-hmm. a whole lot of favors. Yeah. When it comes to that. You know? It, it is difficult to go back and watch Pulp Fiction and you know, it's one thing for Sam Jackson to uh, to be throwing the word around. But the, yeah, the way yeah, he says else. it, it's like yeah. you don't get to say that and I don't know any white people who so nonchalantly just i mean luckily just i don't I guess like they're out that. there but like yeah. yeah certainly not in front of sam jackson like he's gonna fucking yeah. kick your ass um, and and I, <laughs> and and i don't know like i don't know if that, that i don't know if i'm tr- if i'm digging too hard into it to like start targeting like no. tarantino but i'm like i think that's a good example of people watching his movies and his movies are if nothing else quotable Oh yeah! Oh, and, very, very. And someone's going to quote that because mm-hmm. they don't, they don't think it's important. They don't think that there's, they don't feel what's behind it. Exactly, it's the lack of context. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and so I feel like that's that's damaging too. It is. I mean, he's he's definitely gotten backlash about that. Like, Good. there's de- there's definitely a lot of people in the, in the black community who don't like Tarantino films and mm. don't watch him because of the fact of how much in every single movie he does drop the n-word like yeah. if not himself he at least has a character or two that say it how do they feel and, about and sam jackson those same people out of curiosity see they they don't fit they don't feel that bad about it because i mean like it's 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 a, it's crazy it's it's a word that doesn't be, it doesn't belong to anybody but it is our word no so it like, absolutely does you know what i mean that's why it's like it's a word that even in our community, like there's been a struggle with like, yeah, we shouldn't say it either. Yeah. But I mean, we do. I mean, like I definitely every day talk to a bunch of my friends and say it in, as a, <laughs> as a term of endearment. Sure. But it's yeah. just, but it's like, it's different coming from, it's different. Like in that, in that scene specifically that you're talking about in Pulp Fiction, yeah. like that scene, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. It's very unnecessary. It's different than how it's like, how you're saying it is just like, this is this isn't right. Yeah. This doesn't yeah. always made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, and just to kind of, it's okay. I feel like there's a there's an element with Tarantino where it's like, I think he feels like he's familiar enough that he can. Yeah, but you uh, never. But he hasn't cons- <laughs> he hasn't considered the question if he should. Yeah. Oh no. And, and because no. he is who he is he kind of gets away with it. And I think he's gotten away with it for so long mm-hmm. that it's that like, he just continues to do it. And, and to do it, man. But it's like, wouldn't you, but that, and that's, that goes to show like 
a level of ignorance from him because it's like when you are even it, when you are like oh you're a white person and you're and you're close to a lot of minorities like black people and mm-hmm. other like hispanics and you're around them mm-hmm. like even then you know more like yeah i still shouldn't say this word like look it's at still eminem. not mine yeah yeah look yeah. at eminem he's growing up in detroit been around black people his entire life and and we of the black community even consider him a part of our community <laughs> to, to, to a large yeah. degree yeah. to where but still he knows like yeah i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna say that word does he not even though many of, he does not at all interesting i never black, realized even, that even though many of black people have been like oh yeah no and it's okay you could say it like It'd be okay if you said it. That's It'd be all right. But no, awesome. he kno- he knows better though. That's the I love thing. Him. Yeah, he understands and knows better. So <laughs> the difference in this. Sarah, Sarah and I were talking about this on the way out to Allen. Um, that <laughs> I think it was under the context we were talking about like white rappers, and we were talking <laughs> about Vanilla Ice, and I'm like, you know, oh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for the Ninja Rap for Ninja Turtles too. Oh, Jesus, I remember that. <laughs> could, could you imagine if he was the first rapper to win an Oscar? And, oh wow, you have riots. But but yeah, like but, okay, but wait, but I, I kind of wanted to run this, but like the fact that the first rapper to win an Oscar for best best original song was Eminem. Yes, he was. Oh, good man. point. I didn't think about. Well, we're that. okay with we're okay with it. Wait, what about Will Smith? <laughs> But Will Smith. He counts. <laughs> he was rapping in Wild Wild West. An, he, he never won an Oscar for his songs. He never won an Oscar You don't think so? His, None yeah, of those his, did? Men in Black? Man, because his, no, his, 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 bubble, his bubble gum high school rap <laughs> is like that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I uh, women when I'm on a date. I want to say what? what? Oh. <laughs> man. Oh, wow, so I never, there I never are, thought about that. There is some chilling, I mean, obviously not surprising anybody, and I'm not pointing out something you guys didn't notice. There's some Mm. chilling imagery in this movie. Uh, Chilling imagery and facts, the numbers. The pictures pictures of, like, men hanging from trees with, like, just cocktail parties going on underneath them. And within, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie. Like, Yeah. Yeah. The the part that really struck me was uh, near the end when, uh, and and God bless her, she got the rights and it always say, courtesy of the family of whatever, but uh, we're actually seeing the raw camera footage of black men being murdered. Being lynched for and all those, lack of a and all the all of those all of those uh, videos were from killings that happened within the last ten years too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like half of those in the last five years. Exactly. Tess had to yeah. point this out that this and this movie was made in twenty sixteen. It was released in twenty sixteen. Yeah. You know, like it. It seems like it was just made like last week. Yeah. With yeah. how how appropriate it is for what's going on right now, but yeah, no, Joel, that that ending, man. Where you mm. see all the footage of what's going on, uh, the brutality. There was one image in particular that um, that kind of kind of rocked me. Like I needed to, afterwards after I saw it, I had to like throw on something light on Netflix, like some kind of stand up. But there's an image of like it was just like a little boy, and the picture next to him was the aftermath after he'd been beaten to death and he was uh, unrecognized face yeah. his face that that they had the open casket the mother had the open casket so that everybody could it, see Teal. yeah that's what it was it, it was oh man see that's the thing that's a that is a story that like i've heard about and known about for years and years and that's crazy like so you guys have never heard about the story of Teal? Mm-hmm. no no never heard of, that's 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 something that we that like 
that uh, in the history, I think I've even learned about it in history. They've talked about it re- uh, like briefly or whatever. And it's crazy because this only that only happened 65 years ago. 65 years ago, next month is when that happened. Wow. But but it, but the images and how they the images and how they depict it or whatever you would think that it happened hundreds of years ago because hundreds they show it in, they show it in black and white. But that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, all of them, those were happening in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was after Emmett Till even died. So it's just these things Ten aren't years so far. I was born. Yeah, me too. These things aren't so far removed. That's what's so that's what's so wild about it. And that's like after a hundred years of like dealing with Jim Crow is when we're yes. getting to like the 60s of that happening. And that's why this this documentary is is amazing because I mean, from the beginning, you like like you like how you said, Joel, about the, the different imagery and like everything they put together, like from the beginning where you hear, where you hear um, Barack Obama talking about how we're like 5% of the world's population. Yeah. But we have 25%, we have 25% of, of the prisoners. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. Just to think about that and how they showed like how the numbers from, from 1865 yeah. when the 13th amendment was, was, was officially like put into the constitution right. and slaves were freed quote unquote, yeah. like they were freed at that point. And then that's when we have the first prison boom in America. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I in the town I grew up in, in Beville, we had a, uh, a naval base. It was a small town, uh, but uh, a lot of the people worked there and, <laughs> and it kind of supported the economy. And in the late eighties, they shut it down. And a few years later, they built a prison. And so all the people who used to work there, not all of them, but I, I have a lot of friends who I went to high school with who uh, graduated and didn't want to leave town. And a large percentage of them now work at that prison uh, because it's like the big thing you do if you're not contributing in some other way. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really – and a lot of people saw that as progress. And mm-hmm. how can that be progress when we're having to build more structures to incarcerate our, our fellow men? people human beings yeah. it's it's unsustainable unsustainable but it's a big what it's a big business and that's and and, and i love how they even touched in the documentary how understanding how like the prison system is a big business is great is something that like a lot of politicians and americans don't really want to acknowledge yeah. and talk about the way the system is manipulated mm-hmm. to fill yes. those prisons, you know, like when somebody can get arrested, like to see to see the hypocrisy between the two parties, the Republican and Democratic parties, to see what Clinton did to try uh, to, you know, be tough uh, on crime, to, to siphon it's off some okay. of that conservative vote. And and like to see what they did with like the three strikes rule. And, and and the whole crack the cocaine kid, thing, like basically oh, inventing yeah. another name for the same drug. If you're white, it's cocaine, drug. but if you're doing yes. it in unpowdered uh, form, all of a sudden it's crack. it's crack cocaine, and, and it's only much more severe. Exactly. And we're gonna and we're gonna give you more time in in yep. prison for it. But you can't have one without the other, of which course. is so crazy. Right. You yeah. can't have crack and without but, cocaine. But then to see like you know them set up kids in in. Oh. in 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 you know detain kids, uh, tell them like, hey, you can you can take the plea deal and you'll get oh, this much time. That one story. Or about if that we kid. go to court, if we go oh. to court, we're gonna give you twice as much. Like mm-hmm. 
why why are you robbing people of due process? How like, heartbreaking just, was it that? Uh, oh, do you remember the guy's Khalif name? Brow- yeah, yeah, he Khalif ended up, Browder. Yeah, yeah um, he, he ended up he killing had, himself. He he has a Netflix documentary as well about oh, yeah. him. Well, it's like it's like a four part little series, and his story and his story is so tragic and crazy because that's and that's what happens. Uh, that's what happens a lot of the times because, like they said, the statistic was ninety seven percent of the people in like prison are on plea deals. Like they yeah. all took plea deals before because. That's the thing. Because it can't afford bail. Yeah. And that's it's that's what's so crazy. There's so many people. So many people sitting in prison. Mm -hmm. Because they they're too like she said, there's there's so many people sitting in prison right now simply because of the fact that they're too poor to get out. Yeah. Because because justice isn't justice. It is a product of this prison industrial complex. Mm -hmm. And and it's just it's another it's another method. It's just another method to line pockets, yeah. to get cheap mm-hmm. labor, to line pockets. Uh, and, and honestly, yeah, no, I saw the list of all the companies and then like the stories of like, well, you know, once once the, the, the word got out, Victoria's Secrets announced like, hey, we're, we're, we're not using that anymore. We're going with, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a, a different manufacturer. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. You're doing it because the cat's out of the bag. You're not exactly. doing it because it's the right thing. That's the other thing, too, about how it, it went from the prison system. But now that the, the jig is up there, uh, Alec has kind of pivoted. Oh, I, by the way, I found yeah. what Alec stood for. Hold on, let me pull that up. Mm. It was uh, American Legislative Exchange Council, which is what a bullshit. Nice. And oh. that fucking sniveling little piece of shit motherfucker that they got to like to uh, talk his oh, rep. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You oh, can't yeah. find a more deplorable, like, sniveling little white oh, dude yeah. there's there's a lot of them there's a lot of them in this movie <laughs> the way he would just it, like it, deny and spin and yeah it all boils down to the fact that for some reason there's still a sect of the population that people look at as property and yeah. and a resource mm-hmm. and i couldn't even i couldn't even for the, for the life, i could never imagine i couldn't imagine i have no idea what that's like like to to live like that to again my my thoughts go back to the 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 side by side image of the little boy and the before and after pictures and like if that was and i don't try i'm not trying to make this about me but i i am trying to relate myself right. and my experience sure. to it mm-hmm. like i don't know what i would do if like if if it was if me, if I had to worry about what was going to happen with my daughter every day she walked outside the house, like why are why would why on earth would you terrorize other people like that? Other just human beings, other people. Why why is this that? Why is this such a hard concept for a disturbingly large portion of the population to wrap their heads around? That like these are just people. Like why do you have this fear and hatred? Like what? What is going on with you inside? What is broken with, uh, in you that you can't, you can't, and, and the fact that like when, when, when the black population want equal rights, you fight against I it. Know. Like, who, who are these it's people? The, it's the same thing Hitler did with the Jews. Like, step one is you, you fucking demonize them, right? You start to, yeah. uh, comparing them to rats and vermin and criminals, which by the way, I love how they're popping that word up throughout the the, uh, the mm-hmm. doctors to like drive that point oh, home sure. yeah and then when you want to start you know segregating them or keeping them from coming to our country or enacting laws against them it's much easier when you've got a a bigger populace on your side who's been inundated with that with that propaganda basically 
Uh, and now you're to, selling it. To, you want to sell it. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Just like exactly. Jeff Goldblum said. Um, <laughs> and, and how they, they – um, Birth of a Nation, that fucking D.W. Uh. Griffith. Which, which my, my high school professor made me do a uh, not a documentary uh, a paper on him. I had no idea who he was at the time. Yeah, wow. I had to do I had to do a report on the movie. And my 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 theater really? teacher yeah. showed us the movie. Yeah, I had to do it really? on, on, on that. Like I read a fucking a biography of that guy and still didn't quite understand uh, the heinousness of of what oh, that movie was. did and what it represented. But it's it fucking single handedly is responsible for the burning cross, like that image cross, of the yeah. burning cross that the KKK co opted the stereotype. Of of mm-hmm. the the black man is going to come and rape your women, your white women. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And still today, how that's still being used to to scare mm-hmm. people. Well, and and it was addressed in To Kill a Mockingbird, um, yeah. which oh yeah, yeah. I I, I love that book. I, I have a very um, I have a very intimate relationship with that book. Like it's very important to me. Obviously, my my daughter's named after the author, but uh, I was I was asking my wife about this. And I was like, in today's society, like, does that book now, or does it seem too much like the white savior complex? Like, is that because that's yeah, that's Atticus Finch? Like, he is the white savior in that movie, yeah, but, you know? And but at that time, unfortunately, we we need, I hate to, I hate that phrase, white saviors, but they needed white saviors back then because they were yeah. the only ones who had the cachet and the power. And, that and was, the voice called them allies. And that, was, that allies was, now. That was Sarah's that was Sarah's point. That like that was what it took for like, you know, for to get people to read it, yeah. to get people to understand the story. Yeah. Uh like it, it needed to be that. That that it was actually a brave move on Harper Lee's part to have written a book like that yeah. and to have released it. Uh it, it's it, it's yeah, just yeah. it's interesting now to see that stuff come out now and see like your green book or the the what is it called the the one with Sandra Bullock, where she's oh blind side uh, yeah oh, the blind side, side. Yeah. yeah and it's like you know it, it there's there's a schmaltziness to it now where you watch it and it seems a little I remember seeing the trailer for the blind side and I was like okay I can tell I'm able to stand this movie. <laughs> but like Sandra Bullock's gonna play sassy white Southern mom who's yes, the, the, she's the moral compass of the entire movie. Infallible. She's always got the right thing to say. She's like the newsroom of this yes. movie. <laughs> but, but, but like, I, and I and I could see that, you know. And so it it does. It, it makes me wonder, like, uh, about all these stories. Like, it, I think that on one hand, it's a good thing to try to use this as a platform to educate to educate white audiences to yeah. so like mm-hmm. what's going yeah. on. But I just I do think that there is a problem when you're when you go from educating white audiences to making the white character your hero. Yeah, we don't uh, need that anymore. Maybe yeah, I mean, to, not at all. To kill a mockingbird, yes, but uh, yeah, certainly not. We, we have black heroes and faces who can speak for themselves. Yes. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen Bad Boys, <laughs> Martin Lawrence, <laughs> great film, <laughs> the, the, the greatest heroes in black film history. What exactly? <laughs> Both of them, brunette. And Mike Lowry, <laughs> Mike Lowry, you know, right there. <laughs> no, this was this was this was good. I I gotta admit, Tess, like if I I there was a little bit of an eye roll when you suggested that we watch this. Because, <laughs> oh, I knew that just because just uh, the, by virtue of the fact that like we usually do like just funny. you know dick funny movies. We do we do dick and fart <laughs> jokes every once in a while. We'll do like a a good movie, but this is the first time we've done a documentary, and I'm glad that we did. Yeah, me too. Because 
it it's it was definitely educational. It was eye opening. It was powerful. Mm. Um, yeah, you know it. it it's a sh- it's a shame that the people who do need to see movies like this will never, will never I know. watch it. Exactly, Tess. When you were talking never about uh, what we on our uh, the day after tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. episode, you talked about how you saw that in school, right? Yeah, <laughs> like in history class or something. Yeah, like, this film needs to be shown in history class. This, this is actually like school. this will stick with you. This will teach you something. If nothing else, it'll make you kind of question what you think you know uh, mm-hmm. and, and see things mm-hmm. in a different light. And um, Joe, you had your little confession earlier. I, I my had, little confession. Well, thing. no, no, I had something. <laughs> sorry, not, not little. Your 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 moment earlier. Um, I can relate to that, and I. <laughs> I can remember, you know, back in junior high, hanging around with your friends, and and my group of friends was like an after school special. Like we had the one Asian guy, the one Mexican guy. I was the one white guy. We had the one. You black were the Planeteers. Guy. We were the fucking Planeteers. <laughs> <laughs> so, and luckily, I kind of grew up in this. Like we were united by poverty, not so much race. Um, mm. You know, we, we would all joke each. You know, they called me Cracker all the time. Um, and yeah. I remember saying, you know, when, are you okay? When you know, I'm. Are it still right? hurts, Joe. It's still a scar. <laughs> like I know why the cage bird sings. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I remember. I think one year we finally got BET, the channel, Black Entertainment, and I remember, you know, oh. joking my friends. Why oh, do they wow. have to, like they to explain to us what BET? <laughs> for those of you unaware, for our white listeners who maybe uh, don't go past channel fifty on their dial. <laughs> Oh <laughs> it was way up oh, there, man. In the higher oh, numbers. Man, don't have BET, man. I love it. I love. I love it. But I remember I joking, like story. you know, why, why do they get their own channel? And you know, it was all kind of said in jest and, and in ignorance. Um, yeah, it's well, it's the same people that are like, when's White History Month? Exactly. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. and it, we every month. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the other eleven. Um, you can make that joke if you have the context, if you know you're being silly, and that's a ridiculous stance to take. Um, yeah. But but there are people who think that, and it's like, well, I, I thought we're all supposed to be equal. Well, then why do they get special treatment? Why affirmative action? Why do we have to uh, have X and number of all lives matter? All lives matter. Uh, uh, oh my god! If I have to fucking hear that again. And, and there's a bit of cognitive dissonance going on there. You know, uh, willful mm-hmm. ignorance. People don't want mm-hmm. to confront their own prejudices and 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 i understand like we're we're only human have you guys heard the michael che bit on that no it's like we can't agree on anything in this country like black lives matter someone said black lives matter and people lost their minds and got pissed (laughs) off we're not saying we're better we just just matters yeah it just matters it's It's frustrating to hear people not even saying black lives are equal we're just saying saying we can't can't even agree like we can't agree no fuck that all lives matter (laughs) it's it's you have to laugh or you'll cry uh because yeah you do that's the thing you literally have to you have to laugh or you'll cry because honest because honestly like even because they said it at one point time in the uh documentary where he was like the black lives matter movement is such a great thing because you can't really pin down like oh this is this this is this uh, group coming from this place because yeah. it's a movement that's coming from everywhere and that needed that's what we need because mm-hmm. as they showed in the 70s and 80s like well no even going back to the 60s they killed the leaders and things yes. that like, we had in our community every and one. then they tried to take out his girlfriend yes. angela davis yes yes <laughs> yes, yes. 
It's like they they killed Fred Hampton, twenty one years old, in his bed sleeping right next to yeah, his pregnant SWAT his pregnant team girl. bust in. Yeah, the the police, the police, and then they yep. had pictures of them on the paper, and one like one smiling. officer was smiling. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. This is this is wild. It's maddening. We live in. It's crazy. But they had to like they they ushered Angela Davis out of the country. Yes. Yeah. Right. Was it her that they got no, out of no. the country? No, no. Asada, Asada Shakur. Yes. They, uh, they got Asada her. And, like, Angela like, Davis is the one who fought and won. In the like court. a modern day Underground Railroad. They yeah. smuggled yes. her into Canada. Yeah. But but yeah, or was it Cuba? Where did she no, go? Cuba. She Cuba. 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 Yeah, Cuba. She's still there to this day, apparently. But the, the Angela Davis story was great, man. She went into oh, court yeah. and just like, like fuck you she, guys. She's the whole. She's the whole reason why I even watched this documentary. Oh, really? Because I, I saw the clip that she. So, so after she had won, you know that clip where there, where the guy asked her about asked her about violence, and she, had, you know, she has her afro. She's wearing that uh, orange. Um, yeah. yeah, she's wearing that orange. like that. That clip right there. I saw a clip of that on Twitter where she's talking. I just saw that piece, and I was like, "Where is this from?" And they're like, "Oh, this is from the documentary, the Thirteenth, whatever." Instantly went to go watch it, and that's where I was like, "Oh my god, nice. yes." More people need to watch this. Yeah. More people need to see this. This is an amazing piece of film and just like edu- just it's so educational. Like you get really so is. much information from watching this film that it that mm-hmm. things that you we should know that uh, everybody should honestly know and understand. Yeah. But yeah, well, unfortunately yeah. we don't. All I knew about it was the title. Um and, and I I kind of knew the subject, but I really thought it was gonna be more about the thirteenth amendment specifically and, and mm-hmm. but it's about how uh, slavery that was supposed to be abolished never never was. It just yeah, changed yeah. names. Still, still um, isn't. And it makes me think, Joe. Um, all these, all, the, all these years we've been doing this podcast, and how many uh, action flicks from the eighties and nineties. And I always make the joke about, oh, you know, the bad guy is always the drug dealer. You always have to make him. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he can be anything else, but if he, if he's selling drugs, then that's how we know he's bad. Yeah. And, and that's totally a byproduct of. The political yeah. uh, um, oh, war yeah, on drugs, what the, what the Republicans were shoveling in the eighties, yes, absolutely, yeah. and so that it, it permeated our culture, and that whole the whole. I remember Nancy Reagan, you know, and the Just Say No program, Just and I remember, no. oh, what a swell lady she is! What good things they're doing to keep me away from uh, barbiturates, which I think I thought yeah. was that was the drug I thought I'd be uh, hooked on. <laughs> the barbiturates. Ah, now I couldn't even fucking tell you what it is, but I just remember the name barbiturates. <laughs> But that, but that's the thing that, the that, but that's but that's what's so that's what's so funny because they they're even like before before Reagan and everything before he started saying all this we didn't really under, we didn't really know if there was a big problem with drugs that we really needed to fight this yeah but they kept pushing it down people's throats it's like you know what I guess we do need to fight this war yeah. on drugs this is crazy like oh people are strung out on these different drugs and they're doing random crimes and all oh, this is terrible to hear about like to hear these news stories because at that time i mean i mean i don't know i wasn't alive during this time but you guys <laughs> but tell us know. about that time but tell us about it it's like i mean i could only imagine like when news would come around you're like oh, oh my god this story gosh. it's like you'd have to watch you'd have to sit down and watch the news and you'd be like this is really what's going on and i mean nowadays we can look and see what's going on here overseas everywhere but back during those times when you would hear just those stories about like Oh, there's some killer out there taking well, different girls and the, doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can imagine how some people in different in Middle America might be like, "This is crazy!" Like, "Oh my god!" Like it would scare them to their core. Yeah, yeah. Not having that in their communities, all the way to the uh-huh. polls. Oh yeah. yeah, all the way to the polls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they, I think they even pointed out that like a lot of the the illegal drug busts 
were like what was it, like illegal um medication oh really? like if, if people were getting medications and stuff it was like yeah wow man wow just any any opportunity um the the part yeah. that was that i found shocking too of course not only that it goes on today but kind of talking about where we're heading in the future um you know the, uh, alec is kind of pivoting uh to this bail system where just mm-hmm. like the the guy we talked about earlier couldn't afford bail so you're basically a, a slave for for being yep. poor um and talking oh about God. uh how in the future you know w- we won't need prisons anymore because we'll have ankle bracelets we'll have gps we'll have wrist bracelets where we can just monitor people in their own home and keep them slaves in their own home and yeah. the 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 mental image of like ankle and wrist bracelets basically being shackles they're the mm-hmm. 21st century mm-hmm. shackles the new uh, shackles it's yeah. it's frightening what? man there's a uh, an interesting documentary that could be a pretty decent companion piece for this but um I saw it in the in a theater a long time ago. It's called Confederate States of America. I may have talked about oh, it before. Oh, I've heard of it, yeah. But it's like this it, – it's a documentary that's presented in a way as in like – it's like what if the Confederacy won the Civil yeah. War? And so it's like yeah. you're spending the night watching TV uh, and like they're kind of going through like news stories and you know movies and stuff like that and kind of talking about like, all right, coming up next. And it tells like – this alternate history, basically it's a bunch of like people acting like experts telling this alternate history of when the Confederacy won the Civil War and when they caught Lincoln and put him on trial and executed Harriet Tubman. Like Jesus. All oh, these, oh, yeah. No, like it's it's crazy. It, we tried watching it uh, about a week or two ago, and it's not quite as – it doesn't move quite as well as I thought it did back in the day. Uh, but it's still an interesting watch. And one of the interesting things about it is it's filled with fake commercials for products that actually existed that are like oh. super racist. Like, <laughs> really? just like what? Yeah. These, these, oh. these man, you just got to, you got to oh. look it up. Oh, bro, they have terrible, they have terrible ones from back in the day. It, it makes so- stuff, it makes stuff like Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben look, look. really tame. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's really like there, there's like auto oil and it's got like just this picture mm-hmm. of this like, the, like that that stereotypical like the black face and like the big lips, big lips and, and red yeah and, yeah like it's like what is you've got different soaps or whatever that are apparently uh-huh. supposed to turn your uh skin uh white or whatever oh my God. to make it more white yeah to make yeah. it more white yeah mm-hmm. and they they do and, and that's that was the fascinating part really of this documentary i mean there's a lot of good stuff that's kind of going on in it but the uh the just the product stuff what they did with the commercials was like what and when you find out at the end like oh no these actually existed these were marketed to people this is stuff that like people bought and had on their shelves it's mind-blowing and to to have a a society that's so so insensitive and Mm -hmm. and again to be targeting people for no other apparent reason other than the fact that like you need to still remember your place you know as far as i'm concerned where where your place is you need to remember that because i'm insecure and i hate myself and Mm -hmm. And I have to transpose that on you. It's weeks of that, and I don't, I don't know how we start to fix that. Uh, it's 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 shitty to think about because I mean I I was born and raised in Texas. I love Texas, but yeah. we we're racist and shit here. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're the fucking worst. We're racist and shit here. The whole South. I mean, like how they explained how how terrible the South got after the Civil War, like mm. during reconstruction and like and then eventually jim crow and how that caused 
you know, all the black families that we know and that we see in places like California, LA, Chicago, and, and all those cities. That's the reason why they were running away mm-hmm. from the KKK and just the oppression that they were getting here in the South. And to know that and hear that, it's like, damn, like to have the Southern pride that like, you know, I love being from Texas, love being in Texas. But it's like, damn. To think that's why it goes into like you know the the con, the Confederate flag and how people are still like oh this is our Southern pride I want it but it's no you they were they were fighting yeah. to keep their slaves what's there to be proud that's about what that, that's what that flag insinuates and they lost so why yeah. are you still flying this loser ass flag yeah yeah Put it or, or keeping up this statue I was just gonna say the the dumb arguments I keep seeing about oh we, we, we can't erase our history we're not erasing history history is for the books but we don't exactly. have to yeah. celebrate <laughs> and be just, reminded I'll of throw, throw it in a throw it in a museum yeah you know like exactly we were talking about this at work and it's like it's one thing you know you want to throw a statue of somebody up in a museum and give it the proper context yeah, fine but yeah. to have like to have a statue of like Robert E. Lee outside of a courthouse. Yeah. Well, that's gonna that's gonna Ridiculous. give you a pretty good idea of what kind of justice you're gonna expect <laughs> exactly. from this courthouse. Um, but yeah. And then I, you have people that don't even take it seriously. I've got this a, a yeah. friend of mine who I I love dearly, and I think that he's his his heart is usually in the right place, but I think that he's having a major issue with empathy right now mm. when it comes to like these statues. He's he's very much the believer of like hey man these are history just leave them where they are so you know people can know you know you're tearing down history and it's like you're lacking you're lacking the empathy you're lacking the objectivity to think of like what is this saying to other people yes. who are not me it's, I was who have say, not yeah. lived privileged life that mm-hmm. i have lived yeah. it doesn't affect um, him like it, it'd be like if germany still had a bunch of uh, nazi statues around with a swastika on it and be like well that was part of our history we need to remind people Uh, yeah nobody has that they don't we're the only country Mm -hmm. that still has memorabilia and shit from an oppressive ass time tributes tributes to traitors were they were traitors to the nation we have statues up of them they fought their neighbors and (laughs) lost yeah and we still allow remnants of that shit to be around it's crazy and and listeners don't be fooled by that bullshit about like oh the civil war wasn't really about slavery please do your snope searching and if you don't believe in snopes do your research there's plenty of evidence uh historical evidence to support that yes the civil war was very much about the right to uh, own slaves but to even put it in simpler uh simpler to context how many times do they give championship rings to the team that loses the super bowl yeah, exactly. Never. never. At all. <laughs> Fucking never. It's like never. <laughs> that does not <laughs> like like I at the very end when they, they hand out like the awards of like player of the game yeah. and MVP of the season, it <laughs> seems to never go to the team that lost the game, right? So the, I've uh, never seen that actually. The Robert yeah. E. Lee statues are basically uh, participation trophies. Participation trophies. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's for people who who hate participation trophies yeah. and make fun of them. <laughs> Uh, it's man i don't know i don't know what what do we do tess what do we do <laughs> yes tell us tess you're, you, I, I, I know you have all the answers you are you're, you're to, uh, you need to absolve us you need, <laughs> to, you need, you need to validate us i'm sorry i made that now joke about bet no <laughs> tess, i'm sorry you, i'm sorry uh, you were I'm sorry about what no. i i'm sorry about what i said back in 1999 2000 i take responsibility um, <laughs> oh my god! 
That's so funny. No, I, can't, uh, I, can't, I can't absolve you guys too much. But now no. you got to tell us what to do. We'll see. On, honestly, that's the thing. What we're doing right now is basically the best start. Because no yeah. one, here's the thing. I don't have the answers. No one has no one has specific answers, but the fact that we're able to watch a documentary like this and take in all of the information that it had for us and have an educated conversation like we're having right now, that's way more progressive than like people have tried to do in the past. Mm-hmm. And at least understanding this information and now trying to give it to other people that's really the best start and in the uh, even in the documentary one of the best ways that they said that we can start trying to do things is you know that's why they say go vote that's why they want yeah. more people that's why we want more people like more ni- minorities to try to be like senators and like hold yeah representation congress- congressmen because at that point that's when we actually have representation in the in those uh different fields but mm-hmm. That's when you start thinking about, is it the politicians, though? Is it the job that gets a little corrupt? Like, will our people get in there and honestly, like, mess up that? But at the end of the day, we have to at least try because, as we've seen, letting other people do it for us, they've just continued to just make law after law that they've used loopholes to just oppress more and more people. Who's that? Who? What was his name? I can't remember his name. The dumbass brain surgeon that was running for president that was part of the Republican Party. Yeah. Oh, Um, you mean Ben Carson? Ben Carson. Carson. Yeah. He came down. He's got COVID, by the way. No. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you laughing at him. (laughs) Have you ever ever opened up the skull of a... (laughs) He's in Merrill. They make make fun of Ben Carson all the time. (laughs) Good. Like They're like, oh my God, I'm so smart. No one else can do surgery like me. Have you ever opened the cranium of a 24-year-old dolphin? (laughs) It's so so ridiculous how they go into it. What do you think when you see Ben Carson? Oh, man. When I see people like Ben Carson or um, what's what's her name? Candace Candace Owens? Yes. Oh, I hate people like that because what they're doing is it goes. What they're doing is basically what we saw Bill Clinton do in the Mm -hmm. 90s Mm -hmm. and how he understood how to take a role and sell it to a lot of people to get an agenda passed Mm -hmm. that's what we see with a lot of that's what we see with people like ben carson and candace owens and like historically and stacy that historically as we've seen it's like the conservative way of life i won't even just say like being a Republican or whatever, because as we've known, the people who are Republicans now, they were basically the Democrats back in the day. That conservative way of life or whatever doesn't work out for the minority community. So seeing people like Ben Carson and Candace Owens, it's like, what are you really doing? That's Mm -hmm. along the same, that's along the same ways of when you look at police officers who like black police officers, I understand if, you know, your dad's dad, your family. You oh, told yeah. me a story I, earlier today. Oh, that, see about how about how black cops like they a lot of them they act out for their other white counterparts in a lot of situations. Like there was a situation where me me and uh, Keon, me and my roommate Keon, we were driving home uh, a few years ago. This is like when we were still in college and everything like that. And I was um, coming out into the street, and you know, you know, as you see a car coming, you know, you judge on whether or not you can come out or not. So I was like, all right, I got enough space between me and that guy. Like he's coming, but he's kind of speeding. So I I turn out there and to my 
I didn't know at the time that was actually a cop that I did that to. He instantly pulls me over. Uh, he instantly pulls me over, comes to the car. And he's like, do you know what the fuck you did? It's a, this is a big black, this is a big black officer. He's like, no, what the fuck you did? I was like, no, sir. Honestly, um, oh, oh, what happened? He's like, well, you just cut me the fuck off back there. What are you doing over here? Like, are you over here buying drugs or whatever? I'm like, what? I'm I'm sitting there wearing my, my UN, my UNT hoodie home for the weekend from school, just hanging out with my friend. And it's like, yeah, that's unfortunately, it's not, it's not a, when it comes to the police, it's not a race thing. It it really is a mentality. It's a they dominance just thing, yeah. Yeah, it's a dominance thing that you see with them. That's why, like, understanding that and understanding the history of where the police system that we have in place now comes from, I personally, like, I don't understand how you could be a, you could be a black individual and sign up for that, knowing what it is that they do. But we do, unfortunately, need representation from yeah. our communities yeah. in in our different communities change it from is, the inside right it's mm-hmm. it sucks but unfortunately as you just as you see you get people who succumb to the situation that they're in and and that whole thing and then they just become, become a, as bad as the other ones they become a product of the environment that's and that's yeah, a the, shame the man band of the brothers back the blue all that blue yeah, yeah. Them, fuck uh, that by the way uh, i'd never heard of candace owen before and uh, looked up her twitter feed here uh, she's the fucking oh, worst. I awful. wish I'd never heard of her, but uh, she's, oh, she's she's uh, the fucking. Give us give awful. us an example. What give us an that? example. Oh, well, she's taking issue with Colin Kaepernick. By the way, uh, she talks oh, about really? how how he's half that, white. He's raised by white parents, but will only acknowledge being black. Enough. So, it, it, that's how people see him. He oh, he is oh, not. Wait, yeah. wait, that he he didn't acknowledge being black until what? No. Until it benefited no. him? No, no, no. Because he. He really, exactly. it really benefited him back in the day. No, what she's exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what she's saying that uh, he's half white, but he he'll never uh, talk about being half white, only that he's black, because that's how society sees him. Because exactly. he's never, he's never been pulled over for being half white. There's no such thing as half white privilege when you look like yeah. Colin Kaepernick. That is the most one of the most ignorant things I've ever read. It's, oh, it's ignorant. It, it's it's willfully ignorant. Too. Yes, it's mm-hmm. it's just oh, it's being used to wrong play up her. her base. Oh, you know, to to sit there and go, well, he's he's half white and he's half black. Oh, but but he's decided to go the route of acting half black for the. Ba- it's like, don't you think you would have had a better argument if it was like, you know, like, like he chose the path of most resistance. Mm-hmm. Like he yes. decided to represent his black heritage, take a mm-hmm. knee because he stood for something, and you you're still laying into the guy for it. He lost a career because of it. Yeah. How yep. how do you hate somebody? How can you hate someone so much for standing up peacefully for yeah. what he believed in, like making a stance mm-hmm. and sticking to it? I did see a tweet I, uh, a few months ago when this was all kind of breaking again, and uh, how. You know, people were complaining about the protests going on. Why are they protesting? And somebody replied, "Well, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick tried to take a knee, and you guys had a problem with that." Yep. Yeah. So, like, yeah. what are we supposed to do? Well, yeah, no. The, the, a lot of the sentiment was, "I just don't understand why they're being so violent and looting. <laughs> can't they just can't they just protest peacefully?" And it's like, bro, yeah, try bro, that. What? They they try. You didn't listen so now they got your attention though don't they Mm -hmm. yeah like you didn't listen the president even said oh i'd kick him out there are a bunch of it's oh get those thugs out of here a bunch of assholes yeah Yeah. he called he called son of a bitch bitch. yeah Yeah, son of a bitch that's what he yeah Mm -hmm. it's like 
That was the peaceful protest that that Colin Kaepernick asked a veteran, "What would be a not, what would be a way that wouldn't be disrespectful that I could honestly protest against this that wouldn't be disrespectful to anybody?" Yeah. And the veteran told him, "You can take a knee." And that's yeah. what he did. He did mm-hmm. that for weeks up until people eventually actually realized what he was doing. And then they made it about the flag. I know. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Not even- you want to talk about willful ignorance. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's I, – I, I, and I keep hearing that argument too. And it's like you aren't even trying to get to the bottom of the truth or mm-hmm. see anything from another person's point of view. What happened to that whole thing about walking a mile in somebody else's shoes? But that's the classic. That's the classic way, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. When you feel like you're backed up, and you know you you don't have a leg to stand on, change the argument. It's like what Rowdy Roddy Piper used to say: "Just <laughs> when you think you have, just when you think you have all the answers, I change the questions." Yeah, you know, hmm. it's hmm. It, it's never been more who can forget more relevant. Roddy Roddy yeah. Piper. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about, man? Come on, <laughs> listen to our day later. The guy was the guy was great, and I he think. Was. I think there's some truth in the words that he used yeah. as a professional wrestler. You know, like there's still some wisdom there. Um, all right, do you guys have anything else about this? Uh, I, I do want to no. talk. I think in our next segment, though, we can talk a little bit about the, just the production values of the movie. Now that we've kind of gotten to the meat of it, because uh, mm-hmm. I, I have some things to say about the, the presentation here. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So first off. I think we're all in agreement that we would recommend absolutely this. Not only this recommend, kind of it almost educational feels, required viewing. Yes, required. I think mm-hmm. kids should be shown this in classrooms across yeah. America. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, what did it do right? This isn't like, like when people hear documentary. You know, when you said, "Oh, we're gonna," do, we've never done a documentary on the editing bay, um, and I was like, "Well, why haven't we? We can. Documentaries are, are, are great, and sometimes more entertaining than uh, films like The Lobster." But uh, so, <laughs> so I'm glad. Uh, so I can say that this is not only do I recommend it for the subject matter, but it's a very easy and entertaining watch. Like it's 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 mm-hmm. not super long, and you're just getting it's it's a great story. She's a master storyteller, and the way that she's assembled using you know the current voices to kind of fill in the gaps, but then using archival footage and audio bites and sound bites. And giving the entire story, this history, the last couple of hundred years, uh, giving it some context. Uh, but it, it, the the way she's doing with the graphics, the way how we're using, uh, like I said, she keeps popping that word criminal anytime somebody says criminal, just beating you over the head with it, but in a good way. Um, and using the the rap lyrics and in, in that that the, I was about to say kind of like interstitials between sections exactly using rap lyrics. I thought that was very powerful. It's that so, was really all powerful. the way up until the final credits. That last song is is uh, yep. is beautiful. Like common, yep. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I sat through, I sat through the entire credits. I did too. Yeah, just oh. Mouth agape, like just like wow. Yeah, taking it all in. Wow, you kind of you need that decompression, like mm-hmm. just to. Well, I can't believe. I was still thinking uh, about it today. What oh, I thought, yeah. what I thought it did right. Um, I think that a lot of times you see a documentary, and you could tell that the documentarian, obviously, the documentarian can't stay neutral because then you have a story. You're just you just have news. It's a newspaper at that point. Yeah. So, uh, I what I admired about this movie though, and what I thought it did right was that it didn't pull punches when it came to balancing the emotion with the facts mm-hmm. you know it, it was it, and it, it didn't feel schmaltzy it didn't feel heavy-handed it felt like no look there are hundreds of years of pain behind this and you're going to see it uh mm-hmm. and i thought that it, it was done 
didn't feel heavy handed. Um, it, it felt really well balanced. Uh, I, 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 I know Joel said it was an easy watch, and I know he meant it in a different context. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's so well made <laughs> because it was it was anything at times. It was anything but easy to watch. Uh, but but it was so powerful, and it didn't it didn't it didn't shy away from that, and I admire that. All right, Tess, what do you think it did right? Well, it was an amazing it was an amazing film to me. That's what it, the watch from the beginning to the end mm-hmm. compelling. It was so it was compelling basically to I don't like there's so many words that I can't really just put it into it, but to try, it's basically like like what Joel was saying and a little bit of what you were saying. It was an easy watch in the way that like I couldn't stop it. Yeah. And I've watched yeah. this movie like three times within the last like month that's how that's how good of a movie and just how once i started i couldn't stop it and i loved how educational it was it's a documentary so you're supposed to learn something from it you're supposed (laughs) to you're it's supposed to be a story you're supposed to at least you're supposed to at least learn a story like if you didn't know it before this thing happened but with this documentary it's like you learn so many things from such a long time ago that yeah. still ring true to this day, like to, to right, this day, to this day <laughs> it still rings true to this day, and like that to me is just that's amazing. That it was yeah. amazingly done. Yeah. What did it do wrong? It ended. It ended. <laughs> it, it ended. But did it, it needed? It ended. I need. So I need another. I need some more from her. But you know, she is working on the Colin Kaepernick uh, oh, story. Really? So that'll be great. Yeah, oh, yeah, that'll good. be great. Perfect. Can't wait till that comes up. Like, no, I can't. Joel? It didn't oh. do anything wrong to me. But uh, yeah. yeah, Joel. The, the, Joel, what do you think? I mean, the only <clears throat> if I had if I had to critique it, um, the <laughs> so so some of the the conservative the white voices that are mm-hmm. given a chance to to speak. Um, are like like that one guy from Alec, like yeah. maybe he's the best guy that they maybe he really is the best spokesperson and he's the guy that they <laughs> sent out to be kind of like the sacrificial lamb, but mm-hmm. he is uh, such a caricature of what you would expect somebody like that to be. Just like yeah. forget about being apologetic, isn't even acknowledging that anything is going on and and mm-hmm. or, or that there's any way to perceive. Uh, the actions that they take as being wrong, like hey, we're ju- we're just doing the best for our clients, right? Like that. Right. There's right. that guy, and then there's fucking Grover Norquist, which um, is a name that I recognized before. That guy's a fucking tool. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 what were they talking? Oh, they're, they're talking about Willie Horton, I think. Um, and the, the whole using the story about Willie Horton uh, during the the I guess it was Bush's uh, campaign. He, he was the guy. He yeah. was he. Uh, uh, tying it back to that birth of a nation, that stereotype, the black rapist who's coming for your white women and how th- yeah. that, that commercial just kind of wrote, bring that home. And him even kind of, deny- he turns it around. He does that thing. It's like, well, they wanted to make it about race. It, no- nowhere in that commercial do they say his name or they say his race order. Yes, but they're showing his picture. And even Van yeah, Jones, right. the, Van Jones is given that, uh, that one moment to like, he like literally laughs in his face and he's like, okay, Grover. By the way, yeah. fucking Grover, like that's the whitest Gro- fucking name, anyway. Van Jones, <laughs> what a what an attractive man! I love that guy, man. I watch me a lot of CNN, so I'm uh, very familiar with Van Jones. But I love. That I guy. remember, I remember uh, uh, during the the 2016 elections, and they kept talking about Trump, and like Van Jones came on, and like it was the uh, what was it? it was that 
Trump was it was that grabber by the pussy comment, and then he 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 tried to make it sound like he didn't say it, and then he had to come back and say he did, but it was just locker room talk. And Van Jones pulled out the he lied about the lies he was lying about, and people. <laughs> this guy uh all right so what i thought that this movie did wrong i think was having it be a movie i think there's just so much to explore so much information so many things there's so much that you're having to cut a lot of things short not give everything its due amount of time i think you needed something along the lines of like what we got with hbo's mcmillions where it was like an eight part series Mm -hmm. like eight episodes eight like hour and a half episodes of like different points in time uh, and like all stemming from the 13th amendment and you know kind of you could even break it down like how uh cnn did like their documentaries of like the decades and like entertainment and this and that like it could have been broken down even more so that way we could have explored even more of each of these incidences and mm-hmm. and I, because i think it's there i think that there's probably an astonishing amount of material that we could still benefit from that was on the cutting room floor that had we made it into a documentary series instead of just a movie it probably would have been better suited but that's it i mean that's really and i think that's pretty nitpicky yeah. um you know they're mm-hmm. they're it, it, it's hard it's hard to judge a documentary or say if a documentary was good or bad. Uh, for me, usually the 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 bar is like, is it entertaining? You know, am I being educated and is it entertaining? And I would put stuff like Pong or Wordplay. Uh, you know, those are a couple of oh, yeah. documentaries that I've watched a few times because I enjoy it. I enjoy the way things are presented. Now, King of Kong is a little manipulative with the way that they tell that story. Yeah, sure. But it's 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 fine. Those people um, said those words, though. There's no getting around that. <laughs> exactly. But there's there's something like uh, this documentary. I would definitely put up there because it's it, it's powerful and and it's got heart and yeah. it's definitely coming from a very honest place. Um, yeah, I've seen my fair share of, of documentary films that like that. I don't want to say ring artificial. You could tell that they're there really weren't personal stakes for the documentarian. Like you'd like to think that someone makes a documentary because they feel something about this material. Like yeah. they, they really like they, they, they live, they breathe it. Uh, it. It is them. It is their DNA. And now they're deciding to share that story. Um, and then there's, there's, a docu- there's, there's yeah. document. Well, there's a documentary that, <laughs> that I know Joel and I have both watched. You probably haven't watched it. Uh, but it's about like you know video games, and it just doesn't it doesn't have that same emotional attachment. You know, it just seems like okay, anybody could talk about video games, but this is like, you know, it, this is pretty clinical. And this, you know, the the thirteenth did not feel clinical. It felt like you know somebody had bled for this and wanted to tell this story, and yeah. uh, and that's that's great. That's amazing. That, you can that's a great that. Um. All right. So, I mean, obviously, we're not going to recast this thing. I'm not doing, not seriously <laughs> doing the Fraggle Rock. Okay, good. But do you have do you have any other uh, like if somebody's looking like they've watched this or they're looking for more material like this? Hmm. Do you have anything else that you would suggest? Uh, yeah, I would suggest. Well, there's actually a there's actually a Black Lives Matter uh, section now on Netflix. Actually, oh yeah, I saw that. Different. 
yeah a bunch of different good documentaries and other just good movies and like just good stories like we're uh the Khalif browder um documentaries in there that that's something that i would um it's heartbreaking they're they're yeah they're heartbreaking stories like so just knowing that but they're stories that of people who of people whose names we do need to know and we do need to like know their stories because the Khalif browder story is crazy the fact that he had that, that he basically he spent three years in prison for basically fighting but basically going to trial and two of those three years he was in solitary confinement and that's what led to like his mental deterioration which eventually led to him committing suicide two years after he got out and got out of he got out of jail because i watched the whole i've watched that whole documentary now so he got out of jail because the initial thing that he went there for was for was because he allegedly stole a backpack which he never did and the witness in that case he eventually left back to like uh, the dominican republic and they never told they never told Khalif Browder or his lawyer, so he would go to court and go to court, and they'd be like, oh, we need to push it back because he's not here, this oh and that. My God. And eventually they let him know after three years that there's really no reason why we need to keep you. What the fuck? We can just let you go. Crazy, man. Exactly. So crazy. Stories like this happen all the time, so it's it's heartbreaking, but these are things that we do kind of need to hear those stories and know yeah. so that to move forward and do what we can to remedy <laughs> As we can, I guess. For some reason, this reminded me of the story, the uh, the George Zimmerman story that's in the documentary, yeah. where they talked about like how he got off because he was it's the stand your ground law, and they're like, shit. yeah, but what about Trayvon Martin? Like, what? Why does why yeah, does he it get not to stand why, his ground? Yeah, why doesn't he Hell? get to stand his ground? But George Zimmerman does. Like, this is is ridiculous. Not for, yeah, that just. And the dude is signing like Skittles packages and signing like. Oh, no, he sold the gun that he killed Trayvon Martin with what? for two for two hundred for two hundred fifty thousand wow, dollars for a quarter geez. million dollars. He sold the gun. Who's that he a killed sick him son with. of a bitch who bought that? Like, I have no that's what we need to focus on too. But fuck that person. Oh yeah. Well. By the way, that's, that uh, stand your ground law also was uh, the product of Alec. Alec. Right? They pushed that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep, Alec. Um, so I would. Uh, if you haven't watched it already, I think uh, it, this is something that that I checked out about a week or two ago. The uh, and people had already discovered it before I got to it. Uh, I got to this one late, but Dave Chappelle's eight forty six. Mm. Oh yeah, that you yeah. can see. Have you seen that yet, Joel? No, I haven't. I'm looking it up now. <clears throat> watch. Uh, yeah, watch that. He was it's, talking about he was talking about Candace Owens Candace Owens in it. That's who he was talking about. He's like that bitch. She's so sm- she's so smart. She could tell you how dumb she is. Like, yeah. that's, what's so fu- that's what's so fucking crazy about her. It's uh, it, it's it's good. It's not a huge. It, it, you know, it's 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 a pretty easy watch to use your your term. Uh, it it goes pretty quick. Uh, don't don't expect jokes. <laughs> it's no, uh, no pussy jokes. Yeah, no, that's what he said. <laughs> no pussy jokes. But uh, but it's it's powerful, and I mean it's it's a, it's a truth that I think uh, some people need to need to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I, I think there's like you said, like there's a wealth of information, a, a wealth of material that you could dive into right now, and now is as good a time as ever ever to do that. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to touch on before we wrap things up? No, I'm good. Um, Sarah and I checked out that Steve Carell movie, Irresistible. Oh, um, talking I'm, about political spin. I'm interested. Uh, in that. You should see it. it. I it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Uh, I I I didn't love it. I was expecting more, 
you know, especially with, you know, John Stewart at the helm and like, you know, a man who's definitely got a, a, a smart head on his shoulders and I think has something to say. Uh, and it, I don't know, for me, it kind of missed the mark a little bit. Hmm. Um, you guys watch Hamilton on Disney plus? Not yet. Been, <laughs> Not yet. Been waiting. Watched it. I will. Yeah. It's uh, it's some good stuff. It's good to I'm watch. Excited. Uh, but yeah. So, what are we gonna do next week? It's Joel's pick. Is it my pick this time? Okay. Well, um, I <laughs> we're gonna go back and do a movie that I had announced a few weeks back that we had to put on hold because damn celebrities keep dying. And it's not my fault. Yeah, man. We keep having. In we still have some yeah, we have man. yet to uh, atone for. Neo Morricone. Yeah, and we've away. got more. Mary so, uh, Turno. We, we could. Do <laughs> <laughs> not doing a movie uh, about Mary Lakeila Turner. He wants. He wants to do the TV movie of Mary <laughs> And for a minute, I was like, "Oh, is that the one with Alyssa Milano?" But well, that was Mary Joe Buttafuoco. Oh, that's yeah, there, yeah, Joey Buttafuoco. Different. Uh, Joey Buttafuoco. Uh, no, no, uh, not going to be doing her. Uh, so we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna kick the can down because we could just do dead celebrity movies for the rest of the year. But uh, I was on the Facebook page a couple of days ago, and I guess uh, my brother Lauren had just caught up to our, I don't remember what episode it was, where I mentioned like Truman Show, and he was like, oh, can't oh. wait, I love the Truman Show, can't wait to hear you guys talk about it, one of my favorite, what an exciting episode. And of course, this was like, because we're like two <laughs> weeks behind on our podcast here, like we had already recorded the other one that wasn't the Truman Show, as so I had to break it to him via Facebook, that, um, <laughs> sorry buddy, yeah. Truman Show is not coming up next week. But I I don't want to let too much time pass before we get back to it because uh, I do like that. I think it'd be a nice palate cleanser after this very special episode. Uh, but I think yeah. uh, a Watch fun the movie, whitest movie ever made. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I you know what you say that I don't think there are any black people in this movie. So I apologize. I don't, to us I don't, I don't think there are at all to our uh, to our black <laughs> listeners. Uh, so we're gonna watch the whitest movie, The Truman Show, next week on the other. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> There's gotta be no. It was 1998. I don't think there are. I'm sure Wesley yeah. Snipes or something. Nah, man. There's no black people in this one. It's like Pleasantville. <laughs> it was unintentional. <laughs> it's like Pleasant. <laughs> uh, but I do think oh, it has. Uh, there, there are things oh, we can talk about. David David Andrew Nash. What? What? Yeah. Where? He Where? plays bus driver and ferry captain. Oh, oh that one guy. Oh. He plays the bus driver. So he's pretty good. Wow. He what a surprise. The... <laughs> he, was... <laughs> he was also Flight and Triple Nine. On second thought, maybe we shouldn't do the Truman Show. <laughs> no, we can do Truman. It's funny. It's funny. We actually saw a post randomly about the Truman Show like a couple days ago, too. And I was like, oh, shit, we were supposed to do that. Well, now so, we're going to. Nah, we're going to. I like I like the Truman Show. I also like C Cable Guy, which might be a pick later oh, on. Coming soon me. to an episode. Nice. Cable, oh, cable he was, guy. His major role was a Christmas caroler in Jingle All the Way. Who was the, wow. the bus driver from Truman Show? Yes. <laughs> the bus driver from Truman Show. You know, now that we've mentioned it, we're going to end up doing like 20 minutes just talking about that guy. The, the, bus, the bus driver. driver. We made fun, but he did a really good job playing the bus driver. <laughs> hey, he does have a nice little moment there. I'm going to call it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Gosh, if you uh, if you've checked out Thirteenth on Netflix, you can go ahead and tell us what you think. Uh, if there's something like a a segment that we've glossed over that you wanted to give more time, uh, just go to our Facebook page at facebook.com/editingbay or in the search bar, uh, go ahead and type in Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. You can click on 
that. That's where you can talk back to us and uh, let us know about what you thought about the movie. And if you've got movies for us to uh, that you'd like for us to watch in the future, go ahead and put that there, and we'll add it to the list. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com. Uh, this episode is already an hour forty-five, so just go to editingbay.com. <laughs> guys give us a rating and a review we'd appreciate that five star rating would be fantastic and uh, and then a review let us let us know what you like about the show if you think there's something we could be doing better uh, you go ahead and put that there as well we'll take five star criticism because you know what if you leave less than five stars I'm not even going to tie it into this movie you're just a bad person so. <laughs> thank you good call <laughs> so, we're going to move on uh, and uh and we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next week for a little bit lighter fare. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. That's good job. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. All right, we'll check you guys next week for the Truman Show. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.